Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to Clue Done It, the podcast where we make wild guesses about fake TV crimes. Without any clues, context, or apparently accuracy. All right, let's find out. Who was right. Who was wrong. And who is dead. Jessica, the Podcast Adjudication Board is so impressed with your two wins in a row that they have sent a letter and they're asking you to take their quiz, take their quiz, and see if you are eligible to join the Podcast Adjudication Board. Me? Yes, you. Oh, okay. So, here we go. Here are the questions. Here, Here we go. One, what is your technique for reducing your ums and your uhs? Judicious editing. Lovely. Finish this phrase. How are you, June? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Paul? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, Squarespace or WordPress? Squarespace. Beautiful. How do you feel about crypto? Tech bros, finance bros, bros of any sort. Do you even lift? Uh... Number five, you are 99% invisible. What do people actually see of you? Beautiful downtown Oakland, California. Lovely. And number six, give us your best pitch for mattress socks. Okay, so mattress socks come in a regular standard envelope, a standard like number 10 size envelope. And then you, you know, you just cut it open carefully with a, a letter opener, right? And it comes out like this piece of cellophane inside the letter. And then you cut it open or I cut it open like really carefully just at the top because I don't want to like touch the sock part. And then you peel it open and all of a sudden these socks, like real socks, just like balloon, like, like open up right in front of you. And then there are mattresses inside the socks, and you put them on. It's like walking on like a cloud. All right. Well, there you go. We will send that off to the podcast adjudication board. Do you think I'll get it? 100%. All the way. Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I guarantee you that come this new year, I will have to find a new host because you will be in Squamish with the podcast adjudication board. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, so our listeners don't have to wait. What show are we doing this week? We are doing Shakespeare and Hathaway. Season one, episode nine. It's called The Rascal Cook. Ooh, what is that from? That is from Taming of the Shrew. Petruchio is saying, act four, scene one. This is when he's playing the, the bad, you know, the bad uh, lord playing, of the house. Playing the bad lord well, of the house? Well, he's pretending in order to, you know, sh- sort of make her... Docile. Do- oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And pretending, that's, of course, one of the big questions about Taming of the Shrew. Is he pretending? Yeah. Or is he just a misogynist well, jerk? Okay, sure, sure. The quote is, what dogs are these? Where is the rascal cook? How durst you villains bring it from the dresser and serve it thus to me that love it not? So I'm betting that this is their food critic episode. It is. There we go. Because I've done free cheating. <laughs> you've done free cheating. And everybody loves picking on food critics. It's just, it's the easiest it's like thing in the every world. every single show has a food critic episode. Psych is, and by that we mean psych and not yeah. Shakespeare and Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think I've seen it on Monk. I think, yeah, I, I, I think there, there's got to be a Murder, She Wrote food critic episode. There's, there's the comedic possibilities in food critics are just there. And it's also just, just so critics. easy for the... <laughs> people like to make fun of critics. It's true. They do. Because as we all know, critics are always right. Oh. oh they're always right. Especially theater critics. They're always, always 100% right. He said, never having been a theater critic in his mm, life. Never, never. Never, 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 never. Okay. So what is what is the log line for this? And is this one of those log lines that goes on for like as long as the episode or is this like a quick one? This, uh, it's, it's definitely a little long. Okay. All you right. Ready? Hit me. Hit me. 
volatile Len Techler, owner of the... That is the... a great name, by the way. Len Techler. Techler. Yeah, I don't... Love it. Is there a funny thing I, in there? I mean, just that it sounds funny. Okay, okay. So volatile Len Techler, owner of the Hiverna restaurant, complains of culinary sabotage designed to give him a bad review by food critic Paulina Stanton. I could go on, but maybe we should just leave it that way. I'm guessing one of them dies. Probably the critic. Somebody dies. Okay. It is not her. Oh, lovely. Okay, great. Apparently, she gives a clue that helps to helps everybody figure things out. You are just wow with this. But I don't know what the clue is. It just says. I'm sorry. I'm going to file an addendum to this podcast adjudication board (laughs) application and be like, this girl pre cheats like nobody's business. It's right there. What was I supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. Avert I, your eyes. Avert your eyes. I should. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I I should be fair and give credit because they do say that this uh, this logline was written by Don at Minifi dash one. That's the username. That's the IMDb. Yeah. We need to we need to find a different place to come up with these loglines. Okay. Put it well, on the put well, it on the to do list. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably if I went to the BBC website. Oh, maybe that, that, you know, let's try that next time. Okay, fine. So we have the usual stars of the show, P.I. Frank Hathaway, played by Mark Benton. We have P.I. and photographic memory character Luella Shakespeare, played by Joe Joyner. We have assistant Sebastian Brudenell. Secret agent man. Yes. (laughs) Rada trained actor played by Patrick Walsh McBride. We have D.I. Marlowe, the actual like police detective detective, played by Amber Aga. And then we also have D.S. Joe Keeler played by Tomas Ames. Boo. Yeah, we. Never, I mean, not to the him. He's just fine. Always, his character is always like his character is just the worst. His you, character is a, yes, hundred yeah, percent. Which like, good hey, job who's actor. This guy? Yeah, he's playing a good. But the guest stars in this show. So many interesting people. Honestly, I I kind of don't know where to start. But the critic, the food critic, yes. is played by Lorna Watson. Okay. Sister Boniface. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So you know who you Tyndall, the creator of this show, yes, also created created Sister Boniface. Sister Boniface. Yes. Which was so this show was in 2018. It was announced. Sister Boniface was announced in 2020. Ha <laughs> ha. They couldn't do anything because yeah. of the pandemic. So uh, that show finally came out in 2022. Um, so yeah, they were probably deciding to work with her and when, when the, this episode happened. Yes. And when was the first? When did like because she showed up in a Father, Father Brown, Brown episode, and that's first... where she was create her character was created. That was in 2013. Oh wow! So a lot of time passed. Yeah. Before that character finally. But who is she playing in this episode? Portion. So she's playing the food critic. Oh, that's right, Paulina Staunton. So there are also a lot of Winter's Tale in this episode. Okay. So that's some of the other trivia about it. Many and Paulina in the Winter's Tale was the advisor to the king. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't know who the king is going to be in this, but but apparently both her Paulina is an outspoken person and the Paulina in Winter's Tale right. is, we know, a very outspoken person. There's also a character named Dita Party, who, which is a play on Perdita. Oh, my gosh. Who yes. is a character in Winter's Tale. Mm-hmm. And then also, also... 
The name of the restaurant, which you heard me mention, is Hiverna, mm-hmm. which is a play on the Latin-derived old European language terms for winter and wintering. There is another – there are a bunch of returning people in this episode, actually. Okay, so we're moving on from Sister Boniface. Okay, yes. Great. Who else? Well, Who else we got? Okay, but so on the one spectrum, we have Lorna Watson, who we've seen as Sister Boniface in Sister Boniface. Then on the other side of the spectrum, we have Richard Price, who will play Sick Diner. (laughs) Richard Price was in season one, episode five of Shakespeare and Hathaway, which was called Toil and Trouble. That Mm -hmm. was the sort of uh, Scottish Scottish play one. And he... No, you're right. Not This Rough Magic was a magic one. You're right. Toil and Trouble was a Scottish play one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And as I said before, he's known for playing creature actors in Doctor Who and other movies. And he has tons and tons of background acting credits. Man with pencil. All kinds of movies. Yeah. It's so... We get to see... So keep an eye out for him. Then... We have somewhere in the middle. Yes, somewhere <laughs> maybe in the some middle. Maybe some more lines. We have Dita Pardue, played by Georgie Lord. And go ahead and look up georgielord.com. She has four credits on IMDb, including an HBO show called Industry, which I want to check out. I did not know about this. It's called it's about young bankers and traders who make their way in the financial world in the aftermath See? of 2008. Finance bros. Which I'm very yeah. Well, but that 2008. I did just watch that movie the other day that's about the financial crash and the people mm-hmm. making the bets on the it. The Big Short. The Big Short. I watched that while you were away because mm-hmm. there are parts of it that takes place that take place in Las Vegas. And I was like, did they did they really go there? I don't know. Yeah. So I felt very close to that. Anyway, this this actress, Georgie Lord, is also when I was researching her. You will find she does delightful work as a UK-based photographer and stop-motion animator. And she trained at the London College of Communication and Aardman Academy. Wow. I didn't realize – this is amazing because I didn't realize Aardman had an academy. Yeah, me neither. And I kind of want to be like, can I do that as an older person? We'll just send you there. Yeah, please. Yeah. She says she is in love with the surreal and the absurd and the comic side of life. Wallace and Gromit and Jessica. Yeah. (laughs) She is happiest when knee deep in prop sets and costumes or shooting on film. And she has worked for major brands. I know I have seen her, um, her ads on Instagram. She's probably done all those Chevron commercials that look like they're stop motion. She's done Exxon. That was in her her list. Um, She's done. Made, Dune, Twitter, Moo, Water Aid, Alzheimer's Society, Urban Outfitters, Nestle, okay. Twitter. Like, yeah, the list goes on. She is a lot of work as this kind of artist. It's amazing. Then we have Len Teckler, who is the guy we learned in the logline has yes. is volatile. Yes. Uh, and a restaurant owner. He is played by Michael McKell, okay. which is actually his stage name. Um, no, Michael Michael's a stage name? Michael McKell is mm-hmm. his stage McKell, name. yes. Michael McKell. Oh, okay. Well, his- it's Michael Michael. His name is Michael Michael. That's his stage name. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a joke. Sure. I, at least I'm making it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, that's his stage name. So- in the 1980s, he was a prolific singer and songwriter. He had another name as a singer-songwriter. So okay. don't go looking at Michael McKell and try sure. to figure out his – I mean, you can look him up. There are some blogs that mention his singer-songwriter name that he used. 
However, in 1991, he was involved in a near-fatal car crash. Oh, my gosh. Which proved to be the catalyst for a career change, and he studied to become an actor for three years. He began on stage in classical roles and then went on to musicals. He made his debut on the West End in the musical Blood Brothers. And after years of television and films supporting roles as villains, he's played German, like Gestapo, like numerous times including a Brad Pitt movie, which I don't know anybody has heard of, called Allies. It was a Robert Zemeckis film in 2016. Anyway, Michael McHale, though, finally broke out of this character work that he was doing in the mid-2000s, and he captured some major leading roles on numerous continuing dramas. Continuing drama. Uh, including Emmerdale Farm, where he played D.S. Nicholas Nick Hensel for 61 episodes. He was on a police series called Murder Investigation Team, or MIT, mm-hmm. for 12 We've episodes. We've heard of that one before. Yeah, yeah. He played Inspector Trevor Hands. And as one of the titular doctors, Dr. Nick West, 474 episodes, which is only two years on the show Doctors. Wow. R.I.P., right? Yeah. And then in 2022, he started or continued a three-year stint or maybe even more in We Will Rock You, the Queen musical. Mm-hmm. The Queen musical, yes, which you have a... not let me see. Oh, my gosh. You could have seen it when you were working uh-huh. in Vegas without me. Yeah. You could have Jessica, taken a night. I want to see this show. No, you don't want to see that show. Well, you'll see it next I time you're here. The next time I was it. there, it was gone. Oh, right, all right, all right. It's true. I feel bad. We should, we, and we would have actually, I heard that it was going to be in London, and I was like, Jacob, we should go. And then 2020 happened. Yes, that is true. That is That actually did happen. And we, so we didn't we, we, go We didn't and see go because 2020. Yeah. Yes. So we'll just have to look for it another time. Okay. But, you know, assuage your musical theater missing things mm-hmm. because also guest starring on this episode please is sita indrani who plays celia teckler okay sita began her career as cassandra in the original cast of the cats or sorry cats (laughs) the original cast of cats the cats the the cats (laughs) you're like a football player the ohio state State University. university the cats Yes, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Although, let's be fair. Like, that musical does deserve a... No, The, the cats, cats. The Cats, as opposed to all the other cat spinoffs. <laughs> the Cats. Yeah, it was the original one. But that's one. amazing. Yes. And oh, that's like 1981. Okay. But that... See, that is not even the most famous thing about her, actually. What? Because What's she, bigger than Cats? Well, she did do classical stage, but then she is well known for playing WPC Narika Dada in the long long-running police drama, The Bill. Ten years she played this character. And lots of awards. She has tons of credits for other procedurals. It seems like she is also a funny person because she was on the Catherine Tate show playing numerous characters. But like I was saying, she is an awarded actress. Right. She has a Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress from the Asian Film Academy and a Sexiest Female uh, oh, award no. from the important. soap opera the awards. soap opera awards okay great and most recently well it's not super recent but in 2011 she also won celebrity mastermind for wow. the specialist subject the operas of puccini 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So very smart and very beautiful lady and still takes dance classes and and sings. She's also a singer. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, like Cats and Puccini. Yeah. Like, yes, lady knows her music. Yes, yes. Also in this episode, we have Vahid Gold, who plays Milo Teckler, who I assume is probably like their kid. That's Yeah, that sounds accurate. He has been on – there's a show that's like a modern reimagining of the stories that led to The Wizard of Oz. The show is called Emerald City. It's not called Wicked? Oh, no, <laughs> no. Anyway, he's a, he's a British-Iranian actor. And then last but not least – we have on this list Nicholas Asbury, who plays Trevor Cordis, who – so Nicholas is an Olivier Award-winning actor for being part of an ensemble oh. season at Royal Shakespeare Company in 2009. And he's been on tons of British shows, including Emmerdale Farm, Agatha Raisin, Call the Midwife, Casualty, Coronation Street, Doctor Who, Midsummer Murders, Silent Witness, The Bill, and Luther. And the list goes on. And the list goes on. Yeah. Good job. Him. So, yeah, we have some fun guest actors. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to this. And also the director, mm-hmm. also a returning director on this episode, Richard Signey. He directed the last episode that we watched, The Camp, the Chameleon's Dish. Mm-hmm. And then Kit Lampert. Who real doesn't exist. Writer. Real writer. <laughs> he's, not, he's not just a pen name of Jude <laughs> Tyndall. He's written six episodes, and this is one of them. The last one that we talked about him on was the fourth episode of the season, This Rough Magic, which is actually the magic show right, that you were referring to. Yeah. And he, well, we talked about him on that episode. Um, Give us a couple highlights. Give us a couple oh, yeah. Well, Father Brown, Sister Boniface Mysteries, Critical, Death in Paradise, East Enders, Doctors, Casualty, Holby City. <laughs> the usual. The usuals. But no he, that's because he also trained. No, <laughs> he's not Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> oh, man. When are they going to release that show? You really think... I. Did we just miss it during the pandemic? Do we you think they have. they released it in 2020 because they were like, everybody needs something like gentle and soft, and good. then they just sucked it back. They were like, <laughs> Canada was like, we're only going to tease you with this. Yeah. It's ours. It's actually ours, Americans. Yeah. <laughs> only we can feel good. <laughs> only, yeah, in only we can feel good in 2020. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go watch the intro and uh, see if we can feel a little good about that. Yeah. See you soon. Jacob, now we have another guess that we need to make. Oh, no. Okay. Yes, we are going to guess. Is this whether you've actually seen this already or not? No, but I suppose we could guess at that. (laughs) It's not really a guess. I have not seen this. Uh I thought Mm -hmm. in the first seconds, I was like, oh, no, wait, I've seen this. But no, it's because I'm confusing it with. All the other TV shows that we've watched <laughs> that have that take place in a restaurant. Okay, <laughs> which mm. I think I was even, thinking even of though the it said, do you want to resume one. or or start from the beginning? No, I think that's just because the sh- the Britbox starts the next show so fast. Uh huh. Like they don't even. I don't even think they show credits. Like Netflix shows you a little bit of credits sometimes. This is like no credits. They just go right into the next episode. And so when we were finished watching. Last week's, or you know, our mm-hmm. last podcast episode, it just started up the next one, and I was like, do you see, pause, pause, Do you see pause. this, Jessica? Do you see what this is? Skepticism, this is- fine. <laughs> this is not how I was going to start this episode. Sorry, how are you going to start the site? I was going to say, Jacob, what the heck pastry was that? 
I don't know. So I'm looking at a bunch of pictures of British breakfast pastries and mm-hmm. nothing looks like that. The, it, like at one point I was like, is that a chimichanga? <laughs> and then I was like, no, it's just like a baguette. But it wasn't a baguette. It was something fried. It looked like a it looked like a something. it looked like a handmade hot pocket is what yes, it looked like. Like a but like a like a long hot pocket. Like yeah. hot pockets sometimes look like pop tarts. But this no, you're right. You're right. That's what it was. It was a hot pocket. I don't think it was like they looked like they looked like pencil length. They looked like long pencil length and but a little bit narrower hot pockets. They absolutely did. But they weren't right. They weren't hot pockets. They were clearly some pastry that they'd bought from a store, but I don't know what this was. You think from a store it came from no, it was like in a little paper wax sheet, like from a bakery. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, that's what I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I meant like yes, that it came from a bakery or something. It wasn't something that they had like gotten out of a package. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, not a hot pocket. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know, but it <gasps> And now I'm hungry and we haven't <laughs> eaten and I'm looking at all these images of pastries, which It's just bad we, news. Yeah, it is. Should we tell people how we got to the pastries? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So the pastries actually come kind of late in the teaser for this because the teaser starts at the outside of a restaurant, as yes. Jessica mentioned. There's yeah. nice little guitar jazzy music happening as this blonde lady walks up to a restaurant. And this blonde lady, who looks amazingly like Joe Joyner, is actually Sister Boniface. Yes! Yay! I knew that because I have seen pictures of her on the internet. She does not have a picture on IMDb for some reason. Because she's But British. she has pictures all over the internet. Yes. But yeah. she's blonde. I was totally shocked. I did not recognize her without her glasses and her wimple. But, right. <laughs> but, she, but she does. She walks Ooh, up. And she's, she is playing a sassy bish. <laughs> she is. She is. This woman walks up and she's just like, she's a restaurant critic and... What's the name of the woman who owns the, the Cecilia the host? Cecilia Tackler. Yeah. She's a co-owner of this restaurant with her husband, who's the head chef. We'll get to him in a second. Yeah. Anyway, she's startled to see this critic come up, and the critic is not kind to her. She's like, everybody should have redemption. So Cecilia Well, in not a nice way, she says, I do like to give people redemption. A chance at redemption. When yeah. they've done something. What? I there forget what she says of, exactly, but it's very, it was very not, <laughs> fishy, as you say. Yeah, it was not Jesus Christ giving redemption. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, I'm going to cut you down even more, but Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. So she goes in there. The Cecilia tells the waitress, Dita, to mm-hmm. seat her at a good table. And meanwhile, Dita's like, yes, but table three. And you cut to table three. And there's another reviewer there who's like covering up his notebook with his napkin. You're like, oh, no, now you have two reviewers in the restaurant. But apparently he's a judge for, like, an award. Like oh, maybe yes, he's Michelin an award judge. Yes, 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 Michelin yes. I forget or... I forget the name of the name of the award. That Do we know? He's, he, the the chef says it at a oh, certain point. Okay. There, there are, I missed it. Because, yes, the restaurant is vying for this local award for posh restaurants. And you're right, he's a judge. Anyways, so then you cut back to the kitchen. That's the word I'm looking for. Kitchen, <laughs> where people do the cooking. It's called the kitchen. And I also want to say in here for a second, like, when did it become that, like, when did it become a trope that all chefs are assholes? Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Because they cast him. He looks a lot like, oh, God, now I can't remember his name. The the, the blonde guy who's got all the the restaurants in Vegas, or he did for like a hot minute at least. 
I mean, he's like a real angry chef on TV, and like he has a kids show. He has oh, a show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does all the What's he does name? the Hell's Kitchen and the Kitchen Rescue. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. I was like, I knew it was a G. He kind yes. of does look he like Gordon Ramsay. He has a Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay I can see look, it. To but he's him. definitely got that. And I think that's probably where it comes from. That comes. I think you're right. I think that's exactly it. That whole like kitchen rescues. I'm gonna yell at you and tell you to chop chop shape your stuff yeah. up or get out. So and I'm and of course I'm sure there's based a little bit in like the stress and reality well, of kitchen, but it has Gordon become. Ramsay is not even like that apparently he is affecting a whole attitude and character so like this i actually saw him in vegas did you yeah i was waiting for my car at ballet at caesar's after a work meeting and he this big escalade right escalade pulls up and there was a couple next to me who were fighting and i couldn't get away from them because there was no other place no other benches that were right. free and it was hot and i didn't want to move it was like so hot i can't I vegas remember. hot <gasps> yeah yeah <gasps> what and yeah this couple were bickering and and yeah gordon ramsay got out and i was like oh <laughs> just oh my gosh i did re- actually recognize a famous person in the flesh in the moment when and they in were the in the moment when they were standing right in front of me <laughs> well he's got a definite gordon ramsay attitude and mm-hmm. he's yelling at everyone around him that they're doing things wrong including another young chef who is his son milo and he yeah. like complains about milo's plating of this dish chicken dish and he says i did it exactly the way you told me how to do it but i have to say i looked at that plate and i was like no no you you are definitely trolling your dad because that is not the way anybody would say to do that it was messy it was just literally messy and so the the chef what's the chef's name was it ken i think anyways he wipes the plate and puts and this is important ladies and gentlemen he puts one of those like crazy silver serving domes over a plate like you see in like you know, like, oh, like, like yeah. hello, here's your fine dining. You have a dome over this plate. Like uh, Bugs Bunny. Or yes, something. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he gives it, he gives the plate to the waitress, Dita. Dita walks down the hallway to deliver it uh, after Milo has said that he's going to get a breath of fresh air. But as Dita is taking the dish out of the kitchen, the lights go out yeah. and she starts screaming. She's convinced mm-hmm. there's somebody in the hallway with her. Yeah. He, and she's like, young, he's here, he's here. The chef is immediately, like, his whole attitude changes. He gets very solicitous, and he's very concerned about Dita's well-being on all this. He turns yeah. a, he fixed the circuit breaker. He and turns Celia the back walks into the hallway too because she's been because right. Dita's been screaming, and Celia sees how solicitous her husband is towards this way. Is her, and she, and is she definitely happy. kind of like purses her lips and rolls her eyes a little bit. Yeah. So the chef then takes the dish out to the main uh, restaurant room and apologizes to everybody for the power outage and then goes and sets his dish down in in front front of of the the judge judge and lifts off the dome that he put on the plate. He lifts off the dome. In addition to the chicken, there is now a dead rat on the plate. Yeah, it was gross. It was super gross. It was super gross. And the judge did a great look. The judge did a great like, what? Yeah, great, great acting by that background actor. I'd say chef's kiss, but maybe Uh, that's a little on point. In any event, (laughs) 
So that's the teaser. That, yeah. They go to credits from that. And that's and we, we decided that was a we – well, we decided to keep going even though there was a murder of a rat. Yes. Even though the rat had been murdered, we decided that wasn't enough of a crime. So we're going to keep going. And so they cut to Frank and Luella cheersing themselves with these weird hot like savory pocket hot things. pocket breakfast things when Sebastian comes in takes them away from him them and says you're going to need your appetite because you're going to this restaurant you've been invited for breakfast at this restaurant yeah so they go to the restaurant it was a great exposition dump by the way yes like, great here we go well Sebastian done. oh which is also when you find out he reads a little bit of the review that uh, Sister Boniface left for them right and it is <laughs> so catty it's a great review but it's yeah. but it mentions vermin that one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse for restaurants are vermin so clearly yeah. vermin have been and then a thing. finally death and finally yes <laughs> did you write down what the other ones were no I, oh i loved it i wish i had written it down we'll i, I thought to myself that. jacob will write that down <laughs> <laughs> in any event so frank and luella go to the restaurant the Everybody, not everybody, Dita's not there, but Cecilia is there. Dita is there. Dita is there. Yeah, and Len or Ken, I don't know, is once again solicitous towards her. Yes. Like, does everything but pat her on the butt as she walks away, Yeah, actually. And Cecilia notices all this, and then they, Frank and Luella sit down, and they have a little bit of food, and that's when... It is Len, because I think it's like Len Kettler or Techler uh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Len Techler. Says that award should have been mine. I've been sabotaged. And so that's when we stopped because we're like, okay, sabotage is the crime here. Yeah. There might be murder down the road there a little bit. There is going to be murder according to the logline, okay, which so I did have, not read the whole thing. So we have three guesses that we have to make right now. Is One, do we think that Jessica has actually seen this episode? I haven't. Okay. Two... Who do we think sabotaged them? And then three, do we think that the saboteur was also is will also be a murderer? Okay. And four, what the heck was that pastry? <laughs> yes. And four, what the heck was that pastry? Oh, I also have another comment. Yes. Can you think – not a comment, sort of a quement, I guess. Sure. But – I think that you're really that's a deep cut with the equipment. You're really brownizing the <laughs> podcast adjudication board. I'm really sucking up to them. I'm just I'm showing off. I really think that they're like in the top five places, the scariest places to be when the power goes out is an active restaurant kitchen. For dinner. Yeah, I can see that. I think that would be fucking scary. Lots Sorry, of knives going language. around. Yeah, the Lots knives. of knives and lots of like fl- open and flame flames. everywhere. I mean, on the other hand, the flame might give you a little bit of light to see with, mm, but like still, but so. like, yeah, True. I mean, can you imagine chopping an onion as like as fast as they do all of that yeah. with like, an incredibly sharp knife and the power goes out? Yeah. I mean, they do it really carefully, like the way they curl oh, yeah, their they have fingers good form under, and so they don't. Yeah, but still, it's, it's just. still. Yeah. So scary. And like. Yeah. What if you're like putting something onto the flame right at that moment or you're yeah. like jiggling? Yeah. Seems super scary. So, yeah. When the lights went out in the kitchen, I was like, ah! I hope all the actors are OK. Right. <laughs> yeah. All those background actors playing chefs, mm-hmm. like sous chefs and stuff. That was fun, too. Well, it was a it was a tight shot, so I think there was just one other. person. Yeah, no, there, there's not a whole lot of extras in this in this shot. And they probably had a lot of good sound effects of like pans, chopping and pans, and chopping yeah, yeah. and banging and yeah. Good job, Foley artists. Yeah, great job. Great Stop job. stalling, Herd. Who's your guess? Okay, okay. My guess is Celia, the wife. I think she done it. Yes, <laughs> she done it. Yeah, I think that she is. I, I think actually, okay, here's going to be another one of my two-parters. All right. I, so, by the way, 
I think this episode is probably vying for like our our Agatha Christie's again because I think a dead rat on a plate on a plate with you know a platter reveal like that mm-hmm. is very Agatha Christie. Like there's a switcheroo happening there. Mm-hmm. Like the plate with, and it's then, kind of like a locked room kind of thing. Like yes, how did this happen? How did the rat happen? Yeah, and not only that, but it's like a two parter because. He cleans up the plate after his son's, you know, bad yeah. plating. He wipes it off and he puts a little, he puts a little, like, not jar. What am I trying to say? Like a tiny little, little pitcher, little, cruet, little cruet of something so like a little on the side of it. He adds the cruet and then he puts the platter cover on top and then he gives it to her and then the rat, and the rat is there still with the cruet, mm-hmm. right? So I don't it's remember not the like, cruet's position at the end, but yes. I think the cruet is still there. So it was definitely are, his you plate. You are basing this entire guess on the cruet, yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, it was not that it was somebody else's plate that he just like, switched the whole plate. That's an interesting... Or maybe he didn't. I don't know. We could go back and look. But I see what you're saying. So instead, of, so instead of somehow... That's a good point. Like, instead of somehow putting the rat underneath the dome, they just switched out the whole plate entirely. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. I think that's and then, smart. In which case, Dita was in on it. Well, Dita, and... you're guessing the wife, and I am guessing Dita. Oh, you are. I am okay. guessing Dita. Yes, like because there's definitely, like we said, there's definitely like Cecilia is definitely showing some, showing some shade in the hallway, and she yeah. sees that this, like, this is definitely inappropriate. We don't know that there's an affair or anything else, but it's definitely inappropriate. So you're yes. thinking it's Cecilia. I don't think it's Cecilia. Uh, yeah. I think it's Dita herself. I oh. think I think this is how she gets back at the chef. Like I don't think she's very I don't think she is solicitous of this or receptive to it. Mm. And I think this is how she's trying to get back at him for being such a horrible horrible man. Okay. okay. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I think that she did it. But I don't think she's a murderer. The wife or Dita? Dita. I don't think Dita's a murderer. Yeah, no, that seems weird. I don't think, I mean, I feel, doesn't feel like any of these people are really murderers. Yeah. Besides the sort of mean reviewer, but like, it's Sister Boniface. Yeah, Sister Why Boniface. Why would she is... be the murderer? Although, on the other hand, she is the guest star. Yes. So, that you is know, true. maybe she is the murderer. <gasps> oh my gosh. Sister, she, don't do where like was that. she in the kitchen? Where was she in the restaurant when she was presumably he came out? at table seven where Cecilia right. put her? That's a really good point. It's actually when when the when the reviewer comes in, she's looking at her phone and Celia says, Oh, what a surprise. I would not have expected to see you here so soon after your last review. And I wonder if and then but She's not even, they're not even looking at each other. What if they're in league together? Well, they could be in league together. That's that's interesting. I was wondering if maybe she has been fooled to come there. Like maybe like she's been manipulated. Because you're right, that line, like, why are you here so soon? I'm wondering if someone has like set her up somehow, like lured her there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. To see, to see the rat thing. Yeah. Because they want the want her to cover the vermin yes. in the restaurant, that's kind of why I think it is Cecilia. Yeah, because I think she like is like over this affair if that's what's happening. She's always on the phone talking about reservations. Je- heard, I think you may be right with Cecilia, but I'm gonna stick with Dita. Mm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Dita, and I think she's just doing it to like 
a little bit of revenge factor here. Mm, mm. And do I, but do I think she's the murderer? I see. This is the thing. We don't know how the person gets murdered. <gasps> I'm wondering if maybe it's just some kind of like weird food. Maybe not like and like an unintentional poisoning, or maybe somebody else is trying to be po- like. Yeah, I think it's an unintentional. What if poison. she's a long lost daughter? <gasps> and like he's hitting on her, but she's actually Ooh. a long lost daughter, and she of knows his. it, but he doesn't. Yeah, and she is trying to ruin his restaurant. Why oh, would she be doing that though? Because maybe he like abandoned her or something. Oh yeah, and I wonder who dies. Who do we think dies? It says it in the thing. Should I just read it? Yes, tell us who dies. Okay. We've already made so, our guesses. Volatile Len Teckler, owner of the Haverna restaurant, complains of culinary sabotage designed to give him a bad review by food critic Paulina Staunton. Well, it's actually because of this judge for this award. When the restaurant is closed by health inspectors, Teckler suspects rival chef Trevor Cardis. But then Teckler is found dead. Paulina has an old grudge against him, but she provides a link from the past, which helps to crack the case. Okay. So Teckler dies. dies. The chef dies. The chef dies. Okay. Oh. So Would Paulina kill him? Well, and Dita, and ruin the restaurant? But Dita might, mm. if we're going with daughter yeah, on yeah. this, and that would even give her more motivation to kill. So I'm st- I'm sticking with Dita, and we have to come up with a new place to get log lines for this. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Two in a row. Heard with log lines like that. Actually, I take that back. I still don't I know who. I still don't know who it. did it from that log yeah. line. It just and it I really still don't know what that everything. pastry is. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go find out who did it and what we can learn about these pastries. All right. Sounds good. All right, Herd. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with prizes or pastry? Uh, let's go pastry. Pastry. Yes. We found out in our, our crack team of Google of Google searches found out what that pastry was pretty quickly. What yes. is it? It is called a Bedfordshire Clanger. Clanger, which is just a great name. What, how would you feel about some breakfast food? I need a Clanger. Do you need... I, I need don't a, I need a clanger. Really... Is that a breakfast food or do you need to go to the bathroom? Oh, t- I mm, I don't know that I would have gone there, but I it's so close to the word claggy, which is yes. such a bad word on Claggy on Great the, British Bake Off. Yeah. It's horrible. Whenever they're referring Almost as bad to food. as a saggy bottom. Soggy, soggy bottom. bottom. Soggy bottom. Yeah. Soggy which bottom or claggy. Is hilarious. But yeah, claggy. And so a clanger, which is also close to a banger, which is meat. Right. But or like a sausage. Yes. But like, what is? <laughs> I love the distinction. It's it's meat, which well, actually, it's a sausage, which apparently means that sausages aren't meat. Okay. Well, I just mean that it's a. In many cases, they're not. <laughs> well, they are meat. I just mean that they're that it's like you know ground up and stuffed, and it becomes like a yes, it's like it's a, a processed food thing. as opposed to like a cut of meat. Yes. It, yeah. So that, that's what I meant by that. Okay. I don't understand this description, though, of like why it's called a clanger is believed to refer to the an erroneous action of combining sweet and savory fillings in one dish. So that's a clang. clang? Maybe they clang, they clash. Uh, I've also I've also read in my research that mm. it might be referred to as the sound your teeth make when you're like clanging them together, eating. 
Oh, so chewing. I like you. You go from fruit to meat, and all of a sudden your teeth are like, whoa. No, just just chewing in general. I think is what they mean. Oh. you're clanging your teeth. And that's I'm all not, food. I'm not saying that you're right. That is hilarious. It's all like all food is clanger, bangers and mash and clangers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it, but I'm happy that we found it. Uh, yes, I am happy that we found it, and it sounds delicious. Basically, like basically, yeah. it's like a little like meat pie on one end and like a hostess fruit pie on the other end. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, it's the answer to the popular Cornish pasty, and it's called Bedfordshire Clanger, an old dish dating back to the 19th century. I dated in the 19th century. You. Didn't I did not in the 20th. Yes, I dated in the 20th century, the 1900s. <laughs> yes, but no, you're right. I did not date in the 19th century. <laughs> All right, that means it's time for prizes. Yay! Did you get three in a I row? I can't believe you made it, like, it this far, Jacob, because <laughs> you won. I did. Now I did. the I podcast did. adjudication board is going to be coming for you. Well, no, not I, I me. just. <laughs> I I didn't get two in a row. I, I could have had three in a, in a row. You could have. You could have if you would have listened to my sage advice. Sage cooking pun. Hey, uh, not really. Yes, it was. It was Dita, the the servant, not servant, the waitress. Servant. No. Servant. She was the waitress. Turns out, so ready for some complicated Winter's Tale action. Yeah, here? this is getting all the Agatha this, Christie's. Uh, I feel like. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think it gets a lot of oh. Agatha Christie's. Okay. But it certainly gets all of the tortured backstories. Okay. Like the like the motivation and the tortured backstories behind all this yes. is top notch. Yeah. So Dita, it so back so in the day. Len. Len is the has Len a is the brother. Headshot. Len has a brother, Michael. Michael. Michael killed himself twenty some years ago. He killed himself because Michael was the investor in Len's first restaurant that he opened with a gentleman named Trevor. Trevor. So Len and Trevor were best buddies. They opened a restaurant with Michael's backing. The restaurant was a complete and utter failure. Um, And then after the restaurant failed, Michael killed himself. But what that did was that that left... So part of the reason Michael killed himself and felt like a failure is because he wanted to take some money, propose to his girlfriend, and buy a house. Well... Len convinced him to put all the money into the restaurant. So when he lost all the money, it wasn't Len's money. It was Michael's money. Len felt so bad about it, he ended up killing himself. The wife, the girlfriend, started using, and but she was pregnant, which none of the people knew about. But the girlfriend went back to him and said, hey, I need some help. And they didn't help her at all. So she ended up basically killing herself with drug overdose and drug use. The girl was passed around from foster family to foster family, eventually found her way back to Len and the restaurant and wanted to sabotage it all to get her revenge and really, really ruin the reputation of Len. Yeah. So that was what it was. So it wasn't just about the fact that he was handsy. Yeah. But we found out he was – that Len was handsy. Also, it was confirmed that he was because – Lorna or Paulina, Paulina, the food critic, the food had critic actually been a chef back in the day. Sister Boniface at the at the restaurant yes. that failed, 
and she just he he was going to promote her, but she was like, "I quit, and I think I quit food because yes, this is he, terrible. I hate working in this restaurant. I yes. hate working in restaurants, and you're the worst." And male, how can you cook food when you're sick to your stomach all the time? Yeah, because of men. Well, it was sexual harassment. Her, sexual it was harassment. Sexual harassment. And and just he, turned her off of the whole thing. So she became a food critic. She actually changed her hair, changed her whole name. look, changed her name, and 15 years later, she came. Came back to the restaurant to review it. Nobody even recognized yes. her. Yes, and that was a that was a big thing. That was a big theme through this because that's also why he didn't recognize Dita either. Even though like Dita theoretically looks like half like her brother because he just doesn't he doesn't care about people. He cuts them out of his life and forgets about them. And because he's such a flaming narcissist. Yeah. So your celebrity chef citing Gordon Ramsay, they totally name checked that throughout the episode. So I'm glad we caught that before they mentioned it all. That we we're like, did they? It? Oh, they they mentioned Hell's Kitchen. They oh, oh, yeah. Right. They, they, they were yeah. straight up, we're going for this type Well, of and guy. his hair. Yes. I can't find the hair person in this episode, but there clearly was a hair person, and they made his hair look like Gordon Ramsay, and then they had this cute little sideways braid in Lou's hair, too, that was really cute oh, and stayed nice. in place through the whole episode. It was really nice. Nice touch. But, yeah. It was totally Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Like, so in any event, thing, but yes, but, but but I won. You won. Yeah, you won. Boy. What are you gonna do now that you've won? Well, I think I think I've played out the whole Disneyland joke, so I don't know. I think I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> I think I'm going to exult in this, and maybe I'll like hold off on sending your application back to the podcast adjudication oh, board. <laughs> you're gonna hold on to it. No. I don't know. About this, another thing about this episode, not yes. very wintry. No, I think the closest mm-hmm. we came to winter on this was Luella removing a glove and pretending to drop it so that she could pick it up and put the tracker on one of the suspect's scooters. Yeah. I think that's the closest we got to this. Yeah. So on the other, no, there were lots of, like, all the outside scenes were very sunny. Yes, so sunny. Very, I, it must have been but like. But that's one, lighting too. That doesn't have to be the actual sun. Mm. Yeah, but I do think that it was sunny. But on the other hand, like there are days in winter that are just sunny and you're like, oh, it could be nice. And then you're like, no, it's 30 degrees. Yeah. Well, of course, if you're in like Canada or Britain or any place else in the world, 30 degrees, it would be very hot. But that's that's only like, you know, like five centigrade or something like that. In our Fahrenheit. Or zero centigrade at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is our Fahrenheit world. Give us our Fahrenheit world over here. (laughs) Very true. You get your pints, we get our miles. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Hilarious bits in this episode. Yes, please. Uh, the getaway. <laughs> For whatever reason. On a swan. On a swan boat. On one of those on a swan, swan river boats. Boat. On a yeah, swan river puddle boat. boat. <laughs> on the river. She just gets into she it. She just gets into it as if somehow this is the best. And then like... starts to like. Nothing like a nice low speed chase to really like. Yeah, the comedy home. and then Luella and Frank, Frank jump in, and they and she's like, "Pedal harder, pedal harder!" And they can't steer it, and it's just yeah. Neither of them can steer. Hilarity it. ensues. They do have good chases in this show. Yes, that was hilarious. And then at the then they come home. You know, the they figured yes. out. They found the 
justice has been served, and but Luella's calves hurt yes. after all of that. Sebastian comes in and massages her calves, and he and she says, "Oh, I didn't know you had rehearsal or a show tonight." Yeah, he is he is dressed in some very yeah, Elizabethan garb, so Elizabethan with like collars and strings and the bodice and the and a huge ruff and the whole bit. And he's like, "Oh no, it's just laundry day." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I feel like that was the best joke of the whole show. <laughs> that that was his laundry day clothes. <laughs> Those were his laundry yes. day clothes. Yeah. There were also great Prulith necklaces. They were amazing. So Paulina looked fabulous. Like mm-hmm. it was as if it was as if she knew that soon she would only be able to wear a nun's habit. And so <laughs> she was like, I am just gonna I'm just gonna live it up with as much like style and flash and flair as I could. She had an amazing necklace on in each different scene. Like these are like true yeah. leaf quality necklaces. Yeah, just yeah. The funky the, and big the and the ball and gag. Yes. Like her <laughs> Prulis necklaces, but those what that's what they were. That's what they were. They were hundred percent. There's probably some artist that's. I mean, I haven't been oh, able to so. find it, but I've seen the blog commentary, the think pieces about Prulis necklaces, but haven't. Well, yet they should. Found we should point them to this episode them. so they can take take a look at the yes. at these these necklaces because yeah. they were great for sure. And we did figure out the four horsemen. Of yes, the, the four horsemen of end of a the, the end of an apocalypse. Uh, of an, the end of an apocalypse. A the end of an apocalypse, apocalypse is a rainbow and a dove. Those, those are the four horsemen of the end of the apocalypse. No, <laughs> the four horsemen of a restaurant apocalypse is vermin, sickness, infighting, and death. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh wait, did we actually say so? There was a murder in this episode. Yes, Len get Len, Len is Len is murdered. Killed. He is poisoned. Yes, right. He right, is poisoned right. with he's poisoned with yeah. coffee and. Dita makes it look as Dita frames so many people. Like you want to talk about Christie's. Like the episode maybe didn't fool us so much, but Dita, like good work, girl. Dita might be the hardest working criminal we've met so far in terms of framing other people. Like she works hard because she's not just after ruining Len. Like she really wants everybody to pay so she wants to ruin len she wants to ruin trevor who is this guy that the other restaurant yeah Yeah, that len opened the restaurant with and she wants to ruin cecilia as well so she like she frames trevor for the murder and then she frames cecilia for the murder and then she's going to burn down the restaurant as her final act like yeah like you talk about scorched earth this would have been literal scorched earth she is she is out to really just ruin everything it's like for rage like yes 10 point, 10 out of 10 for rage. Yeah. So. The other thing, but she wasn't, she didn't want to ruin Milo or she didn't want to hurt him. And that's where she that's decided she to take off to the to, swans right. because she was like, they oh, do the whole no. Qu- they do the whole question scene. Not you. They, Frank and Lou figure out that it's Dita. They go to Dita's house. She's not there, but. Villain monologue. Villain monologue. Well, they get to the villain monologue after Lou's like, I smell petrol. Oh, my gosh. She's going to burn down the restaurant. So they go to the restaurant. And she is. She's like throwing gasoline everywhere. And they're like, don't do it. And she's like, don't come any closer or I'll light this match. And she's like holding a match and a match. It's a box of matches in front of her the whole time she does this. But, yes, when Milo comes in, they because Milo and her have had this low-key kind of crush on each other. And it's not until the very end that they put it together that, like, they're cousins yeah. when Frank says it. And Milo's like, what? 
we're cousins. And she's like, oh, I can't do it. And she runs away. So. Yeah. And this is Georgie Lord as Dita, mm-hmm. the slow motion artist. The... Oh, she's a slow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Because I, I didn't read the logline very closely. I mm, thought she actually so gets... No, I didn't. And so I actually thought she got murdered. But that was great. Like, that was a fantastic villain monologue. Yes, it was, a well real, it was a really good villain monologue. Yeah, so she's got a good reel yeah. that she can put out. And I don't mean the Instagram type. I mean, like, for <laughs> yes, your for actor's casting. reel for casting. And so, yeah, I mean... That's great. No, she, and she had a lot of she. How many how many people get to say they have an escape on a swan paddle boat? Right, right. Like, come on, there's yeah. your there's your shot. Right, and there. she got to play sort of the different sides of herself too, because she was kept trying to play like the. You know, the smitten, smitten coworker, thing. and oh, but he does this and he does that in order to really he takes things really seriously. No, he's not mean, he's just creative. Yeah, to get Cecilia's ire up and really oh, yeah. makes she Cecilia is, jealous. She, she really does. It's hilarious if you go back and you look at all that. Like, Cecilia is so annoyed and angry at her, and she's just playing it so sweet and innocent, and oh, it's just like, oh, yeah, I just don't know. It's like slow clap. Slow yeah, clap for knowing yeah. exactly how to piss off Cecilia. Yeah. But on the other hand, hmm. tell me the actress's name who played Cecilia again. That is Sita Indrani. She was pretty much wasted. She, all she had to do with it, it was, I feel a little bad because, like, literally her only note that she had the whole time was just peevish and annoyed the whole episode. At anybody. Oh, well, yeah, a little bit at the beginning, she got to be, oh, surprised when the writer oh, you're shows right, up. You're right. She got to be surprised. So surprised and peevish but, and annoyed. Yeah. But yeah, it was very peeved and annoyed. And yeah. Sort of, sort of concerned for Len, but not I, really. Yeah, she, there was, a, she has, that actress has yeah. a lot more in but, life. <laughs> yes. A lot more to her yes, she, and as an actress and she, they didn't really give her a lot. I do want to say though, it seemed like, and I thought there was going to be some kind of payoff for this. And but it's not, and I'm like I'm noticing. I'm looking back on this. Let me explain myself. Paulina, every time they go visit Paulina, and even when she goes into the restaurant, she's on her phone. Yeah, she's on her phone the whole time. Which you know, fair enough. Everybody's on their phone the mm-hmm. entire time. Sure. But also, as we're talking about Cecilia, Cecilia was on the phone every time we saw yeah, her. Right. She was always on the phone on the restaurant phone on the restaurant phone, and I'm just like, like I miss the '80s. I miss the 80s when, like, all you had to do on a phone was, like, pick it up or you had to slam it down angrily every time there was, like, because they were all handheld at yeah. that point. Everybody, like, you, you, pressing a button on a phone is not the same, like, as, like, smashing it down and having the handset give that, like, weird almost ring. Yes. So, Aww. man, back in the day, they had some really good phone acting is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. That's you're right. I really, I really, I thought there was going to be more of a payoff to all the phone acting these actresses yeah, were doing. because who was she talking to? She, she was like, talking to different people every like single vendors, time. Like vendors, rest, or like. Te- they were running tests that she was trying to get done. There, She was taking reservations. She was, she had so many different people she was talking to. And then Paulina was yeah. just surfing the web, I guess, or checking her social media feed. yeah. I guess, or how many people are following her I or guess. liking her blog or liking, something? Liking yeah. her savage takedowns. We downs. never really found that out. Oh my uh, gosh, I really want Sister Boniface to be an influencer, though. <laughs> She's a scientist. She is. She's a PhD. Although she could be taking pictures of 
things, uh, science things. She could yeah. be a science influencer. She, there That's you go. a thing. That's a thing. I mean, it wasn't in the 60s when no. theoretically that show takes place. No, but, <laughs> but nevertheless. <laughs> she should get some cool necklaces, though. Yes. <laughs> For sure. All right. So I, I, I will just say, I, I mean, maybe I'm just like... I guess maybe I don't give a lot of Christie's when I actually get it right. <laughs> oh. I'm only gonna, I'm only going to give I'll give this one 4 out of 10 Christie's cuz it's wow. it seemed pre- I mean it seemed pretty clear to me. Clear I mean obviously okay. I guessed it. Yeah. So I'll give it only 4. But again, hmm. like twisted backstory through the roof. Well done with the twisted backstory. Yeah. I just lots you know, of people with motivation. Lots of people with motivation, but I just I, I don't know. I never, I didn't really get fooled. Yeah, I can see how I wouldn't really either because Celia, usually in an Agatha Christie, like not only do – like people have motivation, but and people are doing evil things. Like yes, that's the thing. Everybody, like, everybody is doing something. Everybody Everybody's is got doing something. active yes. hustle of some sort. So that as soon as you're like figuring it out, you're like, well, that has nothing to do with that. But that's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they're like, there were. Nobody really had a hustle in this. Like nobody really. Yeah, like it, Trevor just, turns out was not doing anything except drinking on his like drinking on his restaurant so boat. restaurant boat. Yeah, and uh, Milo was just a confused Milo kid. Milo was just a kid. Yeah, and, and Cecilia, Cecilia was, just, was just taking calls. Yeah, or making calls, and the restaurant critic was just. I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't really out to. No, she was gonna sort of revenge blog well, she definitely liked the revenge blog she definitely wanted him to suffer so that was a thing she did yeah. want him to suffer she had she had motivation i guess everybody kind of had him i don't know anyways I, so i'm just saying i'm saying four yeah. i'm saying four out of ten christies that's what I'm yeah i yeah so you make a good point and i think i would say five christies okay. because it was it was also very straight down the line like dita did all of it yes whereas yes. like again in the agatha christie's Different people are doing different things, and so you can't really keep track because you think, oh, one person's doing everything, and then you realize, no, no, like five people are doing things. And, and not just in cahoots. Like, not <laughs> yeah, just a cahoots thing. Yeah, not related like, to each other yeah, at exactly, all. Yeah, exactly. Not related to each other. So, yeah. So, this, this again, like, this is still a strong, like, it's still a strong yes, episode. absolutely. Like, I mean, my God, we got a swan chase scene out of this. <laughs> so. And we got Sebastian in a, a toque. <laughs> yes, we got Sebastian and Toke. We even got like pizza jokes towards the end. Yeah, so, what the heck? Yeah, like he, pastries. Seba- Seba- we got pastries. We got pizza. And nobody liked that spaghetti sauce. It was all too hot. And then we found out that that restaurant was actually a tourist trap. Which he doesn't seem like that. I have to say that didn't. That was incongruent to me. Was it supposed? to? I don't think that it was necessarily a tourist trap. Well, that's as the much... the that's the quote from Trevor. Uh-huh. He said he's trying to make it. He's made it into a tourist trap. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe Polina said that. One of some of the somebody did, but mm. yeah, there. In any event, in any event, in any event, the real Gordon Ramsay would have fixed that restaurant up. Right. Oh my gosh, he would have. Yes. No. All right. Well, we fixed up this episode. All right. Jessica's streak is sadly over. <laughs> Congratulations, but, Jacob. Thank you. Fingers crossed on the podcast education board nonsense. And uh, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll let you know what happens uh, next time. We'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And now we want to hear from you. 
tell us your guesses, your scores, and your suggestions for what shows we should watch next. Go to our website, cluedunitpodcast.com, or email us at cluedunitpodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram and Facebook at cluedunitpodcast, or on Twitter at cluedunit. And if you like the podcast, please rate us and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcast to help us get the word out. And maybe you'll hear your review read on the show. Want to be a Cluedunit private investigator? Leave us a few bucks at cluedunitpodcast.com and we'll send you a personalized, official Cluedunit private investigator license. Officially approved by the totally fake Podcasting Adjudication Board in their secret headquarters in a mountain outside of Squamish. We hope to hear from you soon. Because watching watching TV TV is always always better better with with friends. I am not saying it is abomination. To be perfectly honest, the last time I, I okay, the to be perfectly honest, the last time I had Hawaiian pizza was probably it was definitely in Ohio, probably around the year 1993. And I remember like I don't know, I like pizza, I like pineapple. What's wrong with pineapple on pizza? That's about as like <laughs> that's about as much thought as I've ever put into Hawaiian pizza. So I don't I don't understand why people hate. Hawaiian pizza. I don't either, honestly. I like it a lot. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with it? I'm all for it. But, you know, if someone were to give me, like, a meat lover's pizza with some pineapple thrown on top, I wouldn't I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. 